This is The Bus. You're listening to Drop the Dice. Okay, cool. Are you still playing Marvel? Yeah. All right, good. Marvel's great. Sweet. Uh, are you in the basement right now, man? I am in a basement, yep. How is the basement? Yeah, how's the basement? It's uh, cluttered. They're, so they're remodeling their house right now. So okay. I literally have a bedroom and that's it. Crazy. Yeah, but you're, it's free, right? Or like 50 bucks? Yeah, yeah. Not bad. How was the trip over there, man? I know we're gonna we're kind of kind of talk about that a little bit coming up here, but how was the actual drive outside of Thrones? It wasn't too bad. The first day getting out of Arizona and getting into New Mexico that seemed to take forever. Uh, uh, I I will vouch for that. Coming yeah, here yeah. from New York, that New Mexico to Arizona might have been the worst day of travel for us. Yeah, I don't know That's why. It end, but there's nothing. Yeah. Well, and I mean. I, I, I traveled through middle America and the Plains region, so I, I know what nothing looks like. I think the mountains might have been probably... Okay, so first of all, I wasn't feeling great, and my ears couldn't pop for most of the trip, and so I had a really bad headache. Um, and and the, especially in Arizona, you're like trying to... You have to drive like up the mountains to get out of the valley, and then it's just like... I, I don't know. And then driving to New Mexico, it I think... A, I, I don't know what it was, but it seemed to take so much longer. And I got a late start. Um, I I left around like 11 o'clock almost. And so I didn't get there until pretty late. And every other day I was gone by like 8 o'clock in the morning, if not earlier. So that so the first day, Thursday kind of sucked. Friday went pretty quickly, though. Um, left New Mexico, drove through Texas, Oklahoma, uh, in Oklahoma, I ran into a bunch of toll roads, and that's bullshit. Not a fan. Dude, toll roads are the fucking worst. Especially because I didn't get off the toll road, and they may I, I had to pay four times. Jesus. They're just like, oh, it's a few miles later. Here's another. Yeah. Give us some more money. Not a fan. And then went through Oklahoma into Missouri, and then I got into Springfield. Not too late, actually. I got in probably around. 7 o'clock, 6 or 7 o'clock. Okay. Local time, uh, so that was pretty good. And then the last day, driving up to Minnesota went pretty quick. It, it was, and the, the funny thing was, was Friday and Monday were both the longest days, but they felt yeah. so much shorter than the first day. Nice. Yeah. Dude, well, we definitely, we've been missing you here for the past couple of weeks. Um, still going strong, though. We played a shitload of games last week. Which was uh, which was pretty cool, but definitely it was. But uh, I think we'd all we both would trade in the quantity for having you back and have a, a yeah, a me too. Players. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but with that, what's up, everybody? This is Ben from www.dropthedice.com, and if you couldn't tell, we are podcasting to you remotely. Um, all of us are split up at this point, except for me and Z-Man. Uh, we're the only ones still here in the zone. We might have a couple people jumping on um, if, if, if they make it. But our very own Alfie has made the trip, and he is uh, – well, he's left the zone to, to follow his love. Switch, more power to you, but we definitely – like I said, we definitely miss we you miss here, you. buddy. Yeah, I miss uh, you guys too. And and so so RC, uh, earlier today when we were walking up uh, after, after dance class, he was like, oh, are they going to be here soon? you know, referring to you guys for right, game. Right, right. And I was like, what? No. And he's like, 
oh, the guys, are they going to be here soon? And then he stopped and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> so that's it. That's Alfie's just gone then, huh? He's just he's just gone. And I was like, yeah, dude, like that's what happened. He left. <laughs> so, uh, and then he, so then we were walking up and he was like, all right, well, I guess we'll just have to wait for Rico to move back. Then. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Do we know? Are is there are there plans for him to move back or? Uh, as soon as um, Mrs. Rico is done with school, really, yeah, he always says that's the plan. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, anytime I talk to him, they both dislike it there. Okay. He actually last time I talked to him, he said he's more likely to move to like Nashville than he is to move back here. Oh, just wonder why. Where, well, he he doesn't work. He doesn't even work out of Connecticut anymore. Hardly ever. Oh, okay. Like, that's not where his job is anymore. Yeah. His like team he runs, I think, is all Nashville, and he likes Nashville. Yeah, okay. He loves Nashville. Okay. Um, but yeah, if he's closer, I guess. If he has a chance to move here, though, I I, I see him taking it to oh, be yeah. back with his fam. Yeah, that that makes sense. Nashville won't be too bad because I got my little sister out there right now, so I could always go do a Let's double go. whammy. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's start this podcast off right. Me and Z Man have a delicious popcorn vodka. Pop pop, bitches. All right. Oh shit! Tastes worse than last. Yeah, time. a lot worse than last time. Yeah, I don't want that anymore. Mm. It's it's also buttered popcorn flavor. So there was, you, was there a different one? Well, no, you feel the butter like coating your throat. Yeah. Ugh. No, that yeah. tastes like ass. It didn't taste as bad last time. Nah. Uh, uh, all right. It so it's warm. Uh, okay, so I do want to talk about um, board games really quick. So last week was the incredible return of. Devastation of Indines Battlecon. Oh man, nice. So, and and uh, Alfie, you can kind of chime in here. Um, me and Z Man played a game, and I I gotta say, w- w- I know we want to do our revised top ten. If that wasn't in my top ten, it I think it I need to highly consider it. It is so cool. Wow, like, it is so cool. right. it is so it is so cool. It is so unique and it's so much fun and quick. When it's just cards in a stupid board. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple game. Uh, just so much, <laughs> I guess, so much strategy of reading what the other person's going to do. But right. that, that, that's right. what it's, it, it feels, after you get into it, it really feels like those fighting games that, well, I've always loved. Sure. But, like, the just between, like, the moving back and forth, the, the range abilities, mm-hmm. it's just so cool. Yeah. The, the way you play priority. What did uh? What did your person do? I was what able was to. Throw, oh, thing? so uh, Alfie, I played one of the guys, and I think I played him our very first game. He can throw down these things called environmental markers, and they did different things. Yeah. Where, like, if yeah. You started the game on top of them. It would either be like you gain four priority, or I could throw them and hopefully you jumped on them, and you right. and you would lose like a, a two life or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, and then Z-Man played. Mine was uh, like straight counter. Yeah, and like, so everything was meant to counter what he did. And some of them, like when you got it off, or when I got it off, it was, it was so cool. And his, nice. everybody has those like token things. Uh-huh. So his, he could throw down tokens out, and it would give him um, soap. It was, yeah, soap. Or no, it no, was, it's stun uh, guard, stun guard. Yeah. So I could do all this damage to him, and he wouldn't care. He would just take it, and then he was still able to hit back super hard. That's yeah. really cool. It was really fun. Like when I could get the fat counters on it, it was devastating when i didn't it was you know pretty lackluster we can still do some stuff and it was fun i was like okay cool at least i know what he did yeah i'm gonna come back i'm gonna counter this thing instead yeah that's one thing that's one thing i liked about that game is the uh setting yourself up for 
combos. Like in Game of Thrones, you know how you do like one-two combos with plots, as in like counting coppers into trading with the Pentoshi, or you know some sort of like you, yeah. you're, you're setting up for like later turns. I love doing that in Devastation. Yeah, it was really cool. I think it was really close game too. Yeah, it was. I had three life. Yeah, it, 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 it was so one of those. Was... It was another one of those who whoever went first, whoever could land their last hit was gonna win. Yeah. That's so cool. And, and then I just my guy happened to be have be, have a lot of really high priority. Yeah. And, and in range, I mean, priority. range was a big thing, like in, in that game, because which we would we, we figured out there's a difference between like oh your range is one to three, and then your range is three. Yeah. So yeah. if your range is three and you're right next to me, I don't hit you. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I whiffed a turn doing that. Um, man, a lot of fun. It was really just cool. so. And then we haven't. I mean, there's still what there's levels, there's boss fights, there's. A million, because, a million characters. Me and him used to do the levels, which are, are kind of cool. So they, they, they tell you what happens if you reach the edge of the board. Okay. Right. Or you throw these little ice things. You can slip like on Maybe ice. Maybe like you're in a mosh pit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It kind of pushes thing. you back in or something. Yeah, weird stuff That's like cool. that. There's one where like, which we, we've done a couple times where you're on a cliff. So oh. if you reach the edge of the board and you can hit them, they'll fall off. Oh, yeah. There's one where it's like uh, the, the, the place you're on is falling apart, and so slowly oh, yeah. the right. ends are, cer- are closing in on you, and, like, oh, you yeah. can't fall off the edge. Forever. That's totally – that's true. So by that's the end, you're just cool. you're just on these, like, a couple spaces. That's Anyways, really cool. that's a battle con Devastation of Indines. I don't have any um, expansions for it, and there's a million. No, I don't think it's I necessary. I can't believe it's, there are expansions for it. I mean, it's the same thing, and I know it's – I don't think it's a hugely popular game with either of you, but it's my same concept with, like, Legendary. There's no need to buy the expansions because you get so much playability out of the single one. No, like, I totally disagree with that, but go ahead. Arguably, <laughs> I mean, unless you want specific characters, like if, if they came up with the exactly. Deadpool, that's the only reason I'll be like, I have no, I will never buy the Fantastic Four because I hate them as characters. Uh, Alien, I would buy that, but that's a different yeah, game. But, well, specifically though, specifically with, with Devastation, I mean, this is a world you don't know. Right, you don't know anything about it. You're 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 not immersed in it at all, and so all you're getting is more characters. But you don't need those more characters, especially. I mean, to be fair, I and I can't tell you how much comes in the legendary like core box, but with mm-hmm. Devastation, I mean, there are what like fifty plus characters to play as. Well, there's like what there's like thirty six. I think there's like four okay. classes, and within each class, I have like I think there's six classes. And then there's, there's like and levels then, of levels of skill. I think yeah. there's six of them, and I think each one has six. Okay. And then I, yeah, and yeah. I have, Which we, is still, I mean, when you're only playing one or two, or yeah, you know, maybe think, do the boss. Get and I think me and Alfie, I don't even think we ended up playing as any of the whatever the highest class is. It's intimidating. No, I, I think we went. I don't remember if we did. I know we went to the one below it. We yeah, started it like it, normal. We started like the one above beginner and then we like went up each time or even then i think we got to like the second heist and we played multiple characters in it or whatever yeah because there starts to be a couple characters who have so many like extra cards yeah so many like crazy different like things that they go yeah where it's like your deck of cards is like a a fat deck yeah Yeah, you just need so much understanding of what's going on already to be able to do it there's one like robot guy who like he essentially has an extra set i don't it's it's absurd like you play three cards yeah 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 you you just have all like you have all these different things to do and it's it's so complicated which is crazy again the board is literally just what like like 12 spaces maybe and that's it you have a little cardboard guy that moves back and forth yeah anyways great game battlecon if whoever we've talked about it before but yeah, I, I'm thinking it, it might sneak into my top ten because I 
just so much and i'm thinking more and more my my top 10 is like just what i find just like absurd fun well in in what's i i can't tell you how i would improve that game how i would like tweak something to make it better or whatever i i don't have anything bad to say about that game right it does something that no other game is able to do it does it extremely well and you know it's 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 a it's a it's a good fun game it it is it's just it's a ton of fun right it's one of those games where i don't think you could if you because i know there are you said there are expansions to it i don't think you can add more to the game you can just add more characters you well, they, yeah, you can, add, add... you can add you can add mechanics like the way a card game does, where it's like, oh, you have bestow sure. now. Or you can do things like that, where like this character yeah. can do this thing. But I, the only thing I can think of is you make it like you start making it three D, you know, and it's like there's like uh, things you put okay. on the board and create like a second level, essentially. Like that, yeah. maybe you could add something like that, but yeah. Or just make it a box instead of a line type of thing or something Ooh, like that. Sure, to, sure. Yeah, like more of a hallway. Yeah, no, not a hallway. No, like a, like a top-down, yeah, like, yeah. Com- like the, how Mortal Kombat is now mm-hmm. in, in Arena. Kind of like Wiz Wars, like Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but as it is, super, super cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, all right, so today we're going to talk about um, you, Alfie. And you recently went to a very prestigious competition for, for Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, so it was semi prestigious. It was almost going to be nationals. It was almost going to be national. It what actually was nationals for about a week, and people complained oh. and it got moved. Oh yeah, was that one of the giant threads on there? Yeah, I do remember reading that. Lots of people were angry. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, when the national championship is held on Labor Day weekend in a few months. All those people who complained are actually there. Yeah, you, you can only hope. So what 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 did it end up being then, man? It I so I went to the first player championship in Springfield, Missouri, hosted by uh, I forget the name of the game store, but Will Lentz is kind of the big guy behind it, and he's the host of the White Book. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a big name in the community, and really, really nice and good guy. Um, super hospitable, uh, ran a great tournament and we just had so much fun, uh, all around. And so, uh, it was, it was really, really cool. Sweet. Um, it sounds awesome that you were able to go. How many people were there? There were 31 total, I believe. So like about the size of a regional then, right? Yeah, ba- basically the size of like a like a, a decent good regional. Cause I think the biggest regional last year had like forty five people. So yeah, I mean a a a good sized regional and some good competition, some not as high competition, but all around just like um a, a good time and yeah like some good competitive thrones. So let's talk about what you played first before we get into kind of what, what you saw there. What deck did you end up taking? So I took a Greyjoy Wars to Come deck. I, after Thrones War back in February, I pretty much said, I think even on this podcast, I'm never playing Greyjoy again. I hate Greyjoy, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had such a bad showing with it at Thrones War that I was really turned off of it. And... Some of the reasons I didn't like it at Thrones War are still true, but as a whole, I just felt like 
the three decks I was most likely to see, or the most factions I was most likely to see, were Targaryen, Martell, and Tyrell. And so because of that, I was like, well, what can, what, what, what plots and what abilities do different factions have that can counter those types of things without playing them myself? Um, and so I came up with the, you know, the barring the gates, right? Stops characters from coming into play. So that yeah. destroys Martell mm -hmm. for a turn. It hurts Targaryen with their flea bottom. It hurts Tyrell when they're using Bitterbridge. Uh, yeah. And just like ambush in general that's used. And so I uh, ran 2x of the barring the gates. King of the North. I only have one king in here, but I got him at 3x, uh, Balon, King Balon. I know King the North can also just blow out some factions on a turn, or you can also use it to just um, kind of hold your own board and stop them from being able to run away with the game. Sure. So with that, those are kind of my three... Um, my three control plots I used, and then I ran the Corsair's Dirk to give strength buffs to my characters, along with um, it stops the Dragon is No Slave with Daenerys from hitting my guys. So uh, that was pretty important to me. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was another thing. The the only reason I have the Corsair's Dirks and the same with the Drown God's Blessing. Although I don't know, I think in the final version, I don't think I ran the Drown God's Blessing, and I think I ran a third Risen because I'm only seeing two Risen from the Seas here, and I know I had three. Um, but originally, Drown God's Blessing was more protection against Targaryen, specifically with Triss Botley. Because I have him at 3x, I think he's extremely important to the deck. And so I really just wanted to be able to protect him against Targaryen because he can't take the Dirk because he's on Ironborn. Gotcha. Um, so that was kind of just the, the main idea of the deck. I went with kind of interesting uh, choices was I went with Raiding the Bay of Ice instead of We Do Not Sow. Yeah, I like uh, that. I wanted to be able to hit the HRD locations if they're up, and yeah, reading because you're not really trying to go unopposed here in this deck, right? Right. And you only I'm, have one UV on, which is absurd, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, we, we yeah. I mean, you guys can ask me anything you want to about it, but um, with the rating the base of ice, it was with some of the pillage tech and with Euron specifically. Uh, I believe yeah, it's also yeah. a free card. Uh, it was just, it was, it was good yeah, every time I, every time I saw it, I was able to use it. And so it was always good. Um, so just looking at your deck, like oh, right off the back, I, I love the one sea bitch. I find myself building Greyjoy and wanting to include sea bitch. And I always end up with just one of them. And it's usually enough because you, if I see it, I can probably hit it. If I don't, it's not that big of a deal. Right. I, Cause it might, it, it, it's almost like. Um, not necessarily like another um, look. It's just like more location control. So right. if I have, if that ends up with now I have five cards that control locations, and that's one of them, I'm gonna see one of them. I'm gonna see one of those. Yeah, uh, which is cool because I, I I've been doing that a lot. Um, why the three Iron Fleet Scout? 
versus any of the other ones. Because, I mean, you're not trying to hit rains at all here. Get some warships. Yeah, why that warship over maybe, like, a raiding longship or something? Uh, So, well, raiding longship, I feel, is only good for unopposed. And like you said earlier, nothing in my deck is trying to do unopposed. And yeah. so uh, that is then just almost like a random warship. It's also two cost. Whereas Iron Fleet Scouts are zero cost, so they're better right. for setup. They're better to throw out when you have when you do your coppers turn, like more cards to get out on board. Uh, both would work with raiding the Bay of Ice, but I feel like Iron Fleet Scouts are doing something actively helping me when it comes to boosting my guys, and it's cheaper. So that, and then same with like Great Kraken. Again, I wasn't going unopposed, so right. that can give me no, the occasional I... extra power or card. Um, Black Wind, I wasn't. You know, trying to pillage, although I do have some pillage stuff in here. Um, Is Blackwing Ashes? Yeah, yeah, the renowned oh. one with uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, like Iron Victory or something. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting not to include at least one of those when you're playing the three Asha. Uh, yeah, so just, why the one Theon? Um, for for a couple reasons. One, he dies pretty hard to Venomous Blade, which I was expecting yeah. a lot of. Between Martel, Targaryen, and Tyrell, he's bad against two of those. Targaryen can kill him really easily, and Martel can kill him really easily. So, uh, he also is bad against breaking ties because they can just like bounce you back. Um, granted, okay. he's a cheap body for that, but still, like I, I wanted to go a little bit lower on some of those types of characters. It's same with the one Victarion. I didn't want to have a Victarion with three oh. power on him who gets bounced by breaking ties because of whatever. Also, I'm running both Valor Doharis and Valor Morgulis. And yeah. Doharis, I'm going to choose Asha, Euron, or Balon over Victarion any day of the week. So um, He's an why... extra big body to hit the board, but wasn't necessary to the deck. No, I mean, he's always... So he's going to stay there, but he's there for at least a bit. Yeah, and... You put him out, people are going to be upset about him. Right. Sure. Marking him down because he's a strong body. So I, I, I get like why the one priest of the John God versus because I probably would have cut that and added a Theon. Uh, intrigue icon. Is yeah. is that it? Just that it gives you the one more. Yeah, intrigue it, icon? it's it's a it's essentially it's a three for three with an intrigue icon. If I have the John God's blessing on somebody, they get plus one. You know, it it was yeah. it, it came down more to that than the. Also, Theon is a unique character who, if he dies, that second copy sucks to see. So sure. the, the priest was just another intrigue icon to have uh, because I don't have many intrigue icons. Like I, I probably only have one or two out at a time, and one of them is probably a shipwright that's knelt. So yeah, still wish newly made lord had an intrigue icon. Yeah, newly made lord was uh, a problem for me actually. Well, yeah, was that was that not doing work? It it was um in two of the games, the two games I lost I had really bad setups, and in both of them I had a newly made lord setup. So, ooh, so you don't even get that, which yeah. hurts so bad. That's rough. Yeah, because now you have what? It's like a four for three with a power icon, which is like the worst yeah, thing in the world to have. Four for four, but it's still terrible yeah, card. It's terrible like cost wise so it's crazy you have such so few strength and intrigue i didn't notice that you're full power icons yeah yeah uh so let's talk about what you uh, who you what you saw there 
Um, we don't have to go through every game, but what what did you find interesting? So I'll start with um, I'll, I'll run through all my games really quickly. The first one was I played a Barra Wars to Come, which was a Bestow deck. It was yeah, really what, what, really cool. He ran huh. double favors. What is this deck doing? It is um, blowing you out, I guess. I don't know. I could uh, so it runs. Let's see. What's he bestowing? I guess Iron I mean. Bank. Um, okay. Devin. Interesting. Okay. Um, the Fickle Bannerman. I th- oh, nice. think Begging Brothers. Possibly Seized by the Guard. And oh, Stannis's Calvary. Three of those. Oh, Sir, nice. Sir Axel Florent. There's one of him in there at least. And is he? Trying to win Dom then? No, it isn't a Dom deck. He has he has the Iron Throne and the Chamber in there, but it isn't specifically what he's looking for. It's really just like a... It's more Neil than it is Dom, but it's also not okay. like full Relore Neil. It sure. was it was you're really like you trying to and get power through. Yeah, it was kind of like a like a like a janky middle ground between the the two, and it was it was run by Jesse Carpenter, who just he likes building jank. We were sitting there talking. Um, it was cool him being my first opponent because we just chatted the whole time, and really really nice guy. And uh, so we were able to like talk about our decks and everything like that. He beat me pretty quickly because it was one of the games where I had a really really bad setup. I. I, I had to choose between setting up a begging brother or a newly made lord, and I nice. thought to myself, I he, he I, I I made the wrong calls because I set up the newly made lord and then he got out a couple locations and it just I couldn't do anything after that. Uh, Dragonstone castles in there. Nice, but oh. um, yeah, the begging brother. I was like, oh man, like I might need to stop these mail triggers or whatever. But he had forced march. He had filthy accusations, um, double favors. Uh, yeah, so, I, I haven't I haven't built a bear deck yet with Force March. I'm, that's I'm excited to do that. Yeah, it it, it works out pretty pretty well because you know. Um, but so he beat me pretty quickly. Actually, our game was over in like 25 minutes. Uh, we were probably nice. on plot like four or five. Um, and then, Zeman Jesse is the one who taught us how to play draft outside after first night of wars. Oh, okay. Big in guy, the like a Hawaiian like, yeah, thing. Yeah, like he. If, if you see Collar or whatever, House, oh, if you see House of the Undying, just take it and win. Right. Both of them. House of the Undying and Call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think they were in like the first two packs yeah. I opened. Nice. So, right. second game, so I'm now own one. Second game, I go against uh, James Payne. He's playing Tyrell Summer, which is basically just like a Mace uh, High Tower deck. Uh, sure. First turn, I throw out Barring the Gates to stop in case he has like. In case he, you know, was able to get stuff out, or I don't, I don't know what he has, but because it was a winter plot, he wasn't able to get his extra gold on his late summer feast, nice. and so he wasn't able to get out a Randall for six gold. Um, he only had he only had five gold that he uh, left after yeah. what he had done because he just marshaled badly is, is what it came down to because uh, he was thinking he was getting the extra one, and uh, I was able to kind of keep him locked down. And second turn, I flipped the king plot, and he put out his mace. But nice. mace wasn't able to trigger, and high tower wasn't able to trigger then. And the third turn, he flipped valor. I had an iron mines on the board, along with Asha. Oh no, along with Balon and Euron, were on the board. 
he flipped Valor. I had an Iron Mines on the board, and I flipped out two uh, Risen from the Seas to save Euron and someone else I had. So I had those three characters. I marshaled Asha. Jesus. And, <laughs> yeah, I marshaled Asha and somebody else, and it was basically GG. I did a power challenge yeah. with, like, five guys, hit the Clash Kings, and got all my power. So it was it – was, it was the way the deck the deck can rush, but it isn't it isn't a rush deck. It can just win really quickly if uh, all the stars align, and I, so I was able to do that. Um, so I was one one. Then we had lunch, came back, and I played Kyle Vansel, who is one of the hosts of the White Book, and he was playing Martel uh, HRD, and his HRD location was Starfall. And in this game, I saw all three of my Lord Support shipwrights. I only had one out at a time. And so Starfall never got a single trigger. That's crazy, dude. That's dope. I also saw all three Risen from the Seas. And so every time he tried to, you know, uh, he, he, he used Nymeria to take Ash's Intrigue Icon, then uh, Tears of Lister, and I used Risen from the Sea. I actually had a turn where I had asha and a reducer out was all i had left and he venomous bladed the reducer and so i used an iron mines on him so that i won't get marked i won't get asha marched away which was probably that's a, that's like a good yeah good which play. was one of those ones where i was like oh that that was a really good play and it wouldn't be something you necessarily think of yeah no that's a solid that's play smart. uh mm. i also used sea bitch to take his dorn on one turn after, like, I had done challenges against him or whatever, and then he did a challenge against me, I took, I had Seabitch out from start, I took Dorn with it, and then was able to get, I think I got two cards off of it, because he did two challenges, which was nice. Uh, no. Yeah. So, I was happy about that, and it the game went, I think, like, five or six plots, but the whole time I was just in control of it, and he was never able, he kept, he was able to use Venice Blade really well, but I was able to just, I, I saw enough big characters and small characters to be able to soak up all of that. And so it worked out really well. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, so won that. So I'm 2-1, and my fourth game was against Matt Clemens, who I think he was like top 8 at Worlds last year, top 16. Really, really good player. He's playing Targ Wars, and I had another terrible setup where I had to set up another newly made lord. I set up, I think, a newly made lord, a reducer, and a great hall, and I drew back up, and this was after my mulligan, I drew back up and had zero characters in hand. Jesus. And I knew pretty much then that I was going to lose that game because I figured there was no way that I'm able to... Was this a uh, Danny Targ? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a it was like a normal what you would think Targ Wars that probably had the nine burn events. Um and it yeah, it just went bad. I had to play Coppers on the first turn and he played I think Blood of the Dragon. And he, he said like as he went to flip he's like, This is either gonna be really good or really bad and I flipped County Coppers and he was like, Oh, okay, like this is good for me because uh if I marshaled like a big gold plot I think I would have been able to win if I had like some good characters in hand but yeah I, I just wasn't able to control I think I had to I've, I had to play both Valors in the first four plots 
and I really just never saw any characters. I think I saw Euron one turn, but couldn't afford him, and so he got intrigued away. It was just it was it was a really quick and bad game for me. Uh, and so then I was two two. Last game I went against Jim Gurner. He was playing a Martel Wars deck. And I basically blew him out from turn one where I had Euron out, an Iron Fleet Scout, and he had Dorn, and I attacked Intrigue, played Raiding the Bay of Ice on his Dorn before he could trigger it, it went to the top of his deck, Euron pillaged it, Euron took it, and then I had Dorn the whole game. And then on later turns, I pillaged with Euron both Starfall and the Shandy Stone, and so I had his three locations on my board, then he never saw him. So it was pretty nice for me and pretty bad for him. That's insane. Do you think after playing Greyjoy so much, like, do you think Euron and um, Dagmar are very, very overpowered cards? Maybe not restricted worthy, but I think they're. I think they're too. I think they're overpowered in the sense that they're too swingy. I think right, that then, D- Dagmar specifically because Dagmar, like Euron, is a top deck. Euron is Euron swinginess is is the Gregor swinginess. I top decked a card and now I'm able to beat you. Like that shouldn't be possible. Dagmar, I think, like has one two little restrictions. I think his should just be like while he's in play, you get the location, but as soon as he leaves play, that you they get the location back. You know, yeah, because well, that does suck. Because I could take your wall and then not give it back. Well, you won't be able to take the wall because it's a four cost. But um, was it three or three or lower? Yeah, okay. it's three yeah. or lower. But he can take your high garden. He can take your starfall. He can. But he can, can take, take your so HRD location. Garden, and I can march him away next turn. It yes. doesn't matter. And and you have that the entire game. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it, it it's too powerful. I think they're too powerful of effects. However. I think they are necessary to keep people from... I think Greyjoy, specifically, is necessary to keep people from just running rampant with these, like, 20-location decks that are built around all these cool locations and are like, oh, we don't have to run as many characters. You know, it's Greyjoy's like, all right, we're going to control you and we're going to beat you down. So it's like that rock-paper-scissors that I think works out pretty well, but I think specifically Dagmar I'm more bothered by than Euron. Yeah. Do you Do you think that... That location control should be spread out a little bit more. Um, no. You're fine with it. I I think the I think there are enough uh neutral options at this point that are um that you have to choose to run. I don't want location control to become ubiquitous in every sure. faction because there's sure. so many good neutral options that they're just like, oh, this is a really efficient card. I'm just going to, you know, put this in all my decks in case I run into location decks. I, I like that I like that a faction is heavy on it, and I think that there are enough decent enough neutral options now that you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I think I like I think seized by the car seized by the guard is good design. Yes. Nothing burns like the cold I think is a really good design. Yeah, cards where it, I'm. Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to agree. Although Greyjoy does have really, really good ones. They do. They do. But Greyjoy has like the they best, don't. But they don't do much the besides that. They pillage and they do that, and that that's about it. Seized by the guard is like it's very like oh, if you spend enough, you can you can take this out. 
which right. in a real game you probably only need to shut something down for a couple turns. Yeah, exactly. You can basically use it as um, like a nightmares on a flea bottom or whatever. And then you is, know, is JC Drummond any non limited? Uh, I think so. no. I don't, or, I don't know. Or is there a cost? I think is there a cost? I assume it's I a. Th- I assume it's a three cost, but let me, all I can see right now. So what was the? Yeah, three or lower and discarded from play. Non limited. Did you see um, anything that you thought was like in pretty interesting, or maybe something that you hadn't seen before? Yeah. So first, I mean, uh, Jesse's Barrel War stack was probably one of the more interesting decks I've seen that's good. And it, it really got me thinking, especially talking with him, of I think things like that. Like, he's obviously, he's a really, really good player. And so he's able to take these sub-optimal. He's able to use the design space a little uh, more liberally than someone like myself is because he's such a good player. You know, it's almost like, like Sam Bratz. Sam Bratz can come with a deck that is you know not that good of a deck and most people can't do well with it but he can do well with it because he's that good you know and that's something with jesse's barra deck i noticed of like I, I don't think i would be able to take that deck and do as well as he does with it um just partly because i i don't know how everything plays or like what necessarily you're looking for in every single matchup and things like that so which would take time but it's also just in general he's just a better player and so um, seeing his deck was really, really cool. I mean, somebody who runs favors from the crown in a deck. Like, yeah, that's super. And he said double. Yeah, he ran double. And he said, he said afterwards, uh, he was talking and he said, you know, he's like, the deck doesn't need it. It probably shouldn't run that. He just wanted to like have fun with that. And so, um, you know, that, that, that was interesting with him saying like, he's like, yeah, I should probably run double filthy instead of double favors. But you know, he's one to have a little more jank fun. That's that's super cool. Was he playing the event at all? Uh, which one? Saving the Kingdom. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. Uh, what is it? Uh, the one that, that oh, lets Umbrella Generosity. Yeah. I don't know, but I think he might have been. I could see if you're running double favors, running maybe one of those in there. Yeah, he had two in his melee deck, so I could see him running a couple that's in sick. his deck here. Yeah. So all right. So aside from that, what else did you see that you were like, "Wow, that's that's really interesting." Um, I saw. What was the conclave deck you saw? What? What'd you say? What was the dope conclave deck you saw? Uh, there was no conclave there that I saw. Damn it. Uh, there was one other Greyjoy. There was one other Greyjoy uh war deck that did really well. He got, I think, third overall. And his nice. plot deck was a little different. He ran the 2x barring. He ran the king plot, trade routes, valor. But he, he also ran first snow, and you win or you die. Nice. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, first snow, I think he was playing, his deck looked pretty similar to mine, but I think he was playing a few more big guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I think he was probably playing Vic at 2 or 3x. Um, probably had the 4 silences crew. But, uh... So he he was playing really well, uh, and the you win or you die. That I thought that was a cool include um, that I would definitely be looking at slotting in and seeing how I could slot that in my own deck at some point. Um, Greyjoy Wars. There was a guy who was playing a Tyrell Stag Knight deck, which I thought okay. was really cool. I did wonder afterwards 
why not make it Barra Rose? And because what you lose is you lose the pleasure barge and you lose, I think pleasure barge is loyal because it's draw. You lose the yes. pleasure barge and you lose Renly's pavilion. And I think those are the only cards you lose. And in Barra, you gain access to uh, that new king attachment. Okay. And yeah. since he's running 3x of the uh, Jousting Pavilion and the Arbor Queen, I was like, oh, that's great. You probably have two to th- two to four Tyrell locations out at a time. You might even run the Rose Gardens because you have uh, so many Tyrell characters. I, with that King at the Wall attachment, you could easily draw two cards a turn, two extra cards a turn. like, And that's huge. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I've, I've been I've been thinking a lot about that card and, and what to do with it outside of obviously bannering bannering the watch. Yeah, yeah, and I th- and I think that was one of the things I was looking at before I saw his deck was oh, like what about a night deck? And then he played a night deck, but it was Tyrell Stag. And it was good. It was it was a good deck too. He he went top eight with it, and um, watching him play, it was it was just it, w- it was really interesting deck. Uh, well, so. Let's digress really quick. How do you how do you feel about knights? I is it is it agreed that they're not tier one? I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think the problem with the knights is they aren't. Um, you have to run too many non uniques, and so you're too easily hurt by valor. Okay. You can to 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 take um, advantage of the uh, green apple knights, right? You have to have what is it two or three other knights? I think it's three other knights in play. So you have to, you have to have four characters on the board for them to be like effective, you know, and, or to be at like their highest potential. And so I think the problem is just too many non-uniques. Okay. Uh, and they're I, easily I like burn slash killable. I mean, I mean, I built a handful of night decks and you built, you built that one that was pretty dope. A while ago, it's it's a really fun deck that I feel is like almost there, and they keep getting tech. Yeah, yeah, they they do, and and that that was one of the reasons he did it with um, Stag is because you had Sir Courtney Penrose and the Bastard of Night Song for that extra, uh, and I think Sir Davos like that extra like stealing power type thing, which right. can be really effective. And so, uh, oh, dude, the Bastard of Night Song is freaking dope. Yeah, cool and card Penrose and really cool thing, art. Right? Penrose lets you stand when you win a power challenge. Yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah. And then, I mean, everybody loves Jenry because he's, like, sexy as hell. He's on a night. It doesn't matter. You put him in the deck because you put him in the deck. Um, oh, okay. Um, Sweet, man. Uh, Any other super interesting decks before we jump into melee? Yeah, there's a bear fealty that was in the uh, final table. Uh, he's He got second, and he was running... I, I think he had three Saving the Kingdoms. He had Consolidation of Power. It was like a hardcore Neil deck, and it was really, really effective. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why we don't see things like that because every time I play against a hyper Neil deck, it is so annoying, and it just seems so good. You know, right? I, and then with Celise, I feel like there's so much stuff there for it to be just oppressive as hell. Yeah, exactly, and th- that was. <laughs> Uh, Salise is actually one of the things Jesse was doing in his Barrow Wars was he would drop Withering Cold and Salise on the same turn and kneel out your board, and then he could do what he yes! wanted. Yes, yes, it's so sexy. Combo. Yeah, so it's it's just it's it's such a good combo, and 
Um, Bear Fealty, I'm pretty sure the guy was running the same type of thing. Uh, but he lost to the Martel Wars to Come deck that Aaron Groth was running. And he, Aaron Groth, uh, was the champion. Really, really nice guy. Cool guy. Um, and this deck was a, like, turn five or six Doran's Game deck. Huh. Where... Nice. So, is this winning Quentin and, like... He was running Quentin. He was running, like, little Quentin. He was running Sir Cletus. He had... The big Ariane I saw, but it was a core Viper deck. It used Dawn. It ran the House Stain package with like House Stain escorts. I think maybe even House Stain knights um, with Dawn and get that intimidate. You had the new um, Host of the Boneway, I think, that gets plus one for each use wow. plot. Okay. And he, he ran it Dorn's behest, but I don't think I ever saw a change of plans. So he wasn't trying to cycle his plots to, like, get there as fast as possible. He was playing the game. And, oh, uh, the box Ario as well to get the um, yes! double claim, which actually is what saved him in the uh, top eight game. He was ranked first, and the uh, number eight player was playing a Stark Fealty Direwolves deck. And on a turn that he, he used Ario and bounced him back, and he got double claim for the entire challenge phase now, which yeah. the other guy didn't either realize or think about. And so he was able to get the double mill claim and then, which wiped out his board basically. And then the next turn, he usually flipped trade routes into whatever. And uh, from there he would play the to the spears on his guys to get the power on Viper. Um, and there's usually a board of like eight to nine guys Power on Viper and Dorn's game. Uh, and he did it. There were a couple times where I was like, I don't know how he's going to get out of this. But he did. Like, he was able to, um, with Winterfell, the, it was like the guy had to choose. It was the Stark guy. He had to choose, okay, do I Winterfell the military challenge or do I Winterfell the, the entry challenge? Either way, he's going to win. So I don't, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I, so he did it on the mill challenge, hoping that he didn't have Dorn's game in hand. It ran, um, someone always tells. And, but I think he was mostly using it for the event cancel. Um, yeah, sure. On that turn, but yeah, it was a, a to the spears deck almost is what I'd call it. So it was, so he plays the game. He plays the game. He accrues some power. He basically tries to keep you from winning. And then on that turn, he's getting you know eight to twelve power at least. Yeah, he's that's angry. that's dope, dude. Yeah, it was really <clears throat> cool to watch him. It was really cool to watch it's him. Really cool do it too because he because he was playing he's he's playing really smartly it was like um he would like block challenges that'd so be like oh i wonder why he blocked that you know or whatever but it was it was a really really cool deck and it was a really good deck i i could see how that was a hard deck to beat and i actually in um the online league i played my first round of the elimination bracket i played that yesterday and lost to a very very similar deck so nice it's good interesting I like it. I like it. Yeah, that, that sounds like the Wars to Come deck that I've been trying to build, which I'm sure his is much more efficient with less jank. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I like yeah, I, I like I'm running the new Quintins. Um, but don't you have new Quintins? There's only yeah. Oh, I guess there's yeah. But he's running new Quintins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the new one, the little one that doesn't oh, okay. uh, kneel one. if it's passed, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha. Um. Stuff like that, and then running the bastard viper, yeah, 
Um, sick, dude. That sounds awesome. Uh, okay, any other decks, or do you, should we transfer over to Melee? Nope, that, that, that was pretty much it. Awesome. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about uh, Alfie's venture into Melee. Bye. I have some intro music here. Uh, all right, we're back, and Alfie is going to talk to us a little bit about day two, which is his venture into the competitive melee scene. So uh, we've only played melee together once. Right. And then you played with Bus once before. Yeah, at a tournament. And uh, I mean, it's never been. It's, I've, I've never been interested in, in it at all, aside from a kind of a passing. I don't know, like a. Maybe know what the word for it is. See, I think we differ there because I'd actually really love to play melee more because I yeah. always love doing like man. When we would do it with the four of us, like yeah. me, Steph, and Mark, and Brother Leif, and I loved that completely. It was with our group. It was completely who pissed off someone else first and just got like smashed into the ground, and then one of the other two. Win. Yeah, but I think in like a competitive scene, it would be a lot more like okay, let's try not to let them go run away with it while at my own trying to you know slowly progress or quickly progress. To, right. You know, right. Something. I think it'd be really fun. But... It, I I agree. I I I think. I think it is an incredibly cool and fun format, and I really enjoyed. And I would love to play more competitive melee, because it really is another yeah. type of game, especially with people you've never met before. People that like I played against guys that I hadn't talked to, or whatever yeah. in some of the games, and you know it's just like playing with them. It's it's just a different type of game. Okay. So I know when we played, uh, I don't know the word. Like, like we kind of we were just having fun with it. Where, how does how does it change when you're playing at that competitive level? Well, you're. I mean, we're just playing for fun. I don't really care what happens at the in the game. Like, I'm trying to win, but if I don't win, there's no repercussions. With this, I'm like, oh, I'm trying to make top eight to get sweet prizes or whatever, you know. Sure. So does that? So then, from inception, do you think it's different? Like, like before deck building begins? No, I don't think so. I think I think when I build a deck, I'm building a competitive deck every time I build a deck. You know, when it when it comes to something like that, you know. Sure. Like yeah, I might build like a janky deck every now and then to see how you know cards interact or whatever, which is kind of what this deck was. Um, to be fair, but I was building with the idea of like, oh, I think this could really work well, and like I think I could like win some games with this. Uh, let's go to that real quick. What did you end up playing? So I played a Start Kraken deck, which the base the the interaction I was looking for was off to Gold Town with I am no one. Yeah, and I got it off in one game, which is the game I won. So it works uh, when when you see it. But um, it runs almost all small characters. Um, it has so it has Core Cat to try to like stop shenanigans. It had Core Eddie because people are gonna be initiating a lot of challenges against you, and he stands every time someone initiates a challenge against you. Which is extra renowned because they'll forget about it. They'll forget that he stands, and so they'll do a small military challenge at you or whatever, and you stand him up, and then you defend it, and he gets that renown. Um, I had like I had a Ramsey Snow just 
to see for fun. But the um, the Greyjoy cards I used was I had Saltwife, which I thought was a good bargaining tool, especially since I had Flea Bottom out. And it was, especially my first game, I kept saying, like, I'd have a salt wife on the table, and I'd say, like, I got a salt wife up for grabs if anybody wants me to use it on something or whatever. You know, you guys want to be able to attack somebody, like, go to town, like, let me know. I got a salt wife. Maybe we can make a deal with it. So the salt wife, and I had the little Theon at 3x because um, he's just really quick, especially if I can get off the goal town on him. With I am no one, and he has all three icons, and he's basically winning everything on a post at that point. And then I had Saltcliff Sailor, which was a janky card that I just wanted to. You get stealth on all your guys if you put gold on them, which is cool. So I, I was trying to do that. I ran favors from the crown with Saltcliff Sailor and Sansa's Maid to try to get um, that extra, you know, gold or whatever. And then I ran Seabitch because everybody who isn't that good builds the same stupid melee deck that is basically just trying to pillage and use Corpse Lake. So I decided to run three Seabitch to steal people's Corpse Lakes. And it worked. In one game, the game I won, I stole a guy's Corpse Lake and won the game. How much did it have on it? It had three power on it. Dope. Or four. Nice. Three or four power on it. That totally makes sense, actually. <laughs> I can see why people would run a bunch of corpse lakes for that. Yeah. So, well, in... in So... Specifically, the thing I think is interesting about melee is I think to have a good melee deck, you need to be able to get between 9 and 12 power on a single turn. Okay. You're saying you need, like, the rush ability. Or you need yes. The, the yes. You need yes. You need to on turn three or four. You need to be able to go from four power to fifteen. Okay. Or I, like you have to figure out how to do that because if you get too far ahead, everybody just attacks you, and you'll, sure. you're gonna lose. Okay. Right. It was just like you were saying, uh, Z Man, with like when you play with your buddies, like who gets who pisses someone off first and then you go after them you know it's like it's the same thing in melee of like as soon as someone gets up everybody at the table starts saying like okay i won't do a challenge against you you know if we only do you know if we only try to hurt them oh you got valor i'll riddle it and so like yeah all our boards will die but so will the person who has five power on their characters yeah yeah i mean it's the same i think it's a concept that's in board games a lot like if someone gets close to winning you all gang up on that person to try to prevent that. Yes. Right. Remember one of the first times we all played together, we played Quantum. You guys are... And Z-Man was uh, like one point away from winning for like two hours. Yeah. You guys are dead. I still won too. You did, but <laughs> after two hours. So long. <laughs> so much extra work I had to do. But I, like, I assume it's the same concept for this. Like no one wants to see some especially in a competitive scene no one wants to be the one to allow someone else to win no and that's what it is like it yeah like right like oh i could do stuff and like have a very like a 20 percent chance of me pulling it out or i could stop billy from winning yeah and at least a little bit against billy to like damper him a bit and you do still do your stuff yeah and that that was pretty relevant in my game in the cut uh because i knew i was gonna get last and 
so I basically told the table, I was like, I'm not going to stop any of you. Like you guys do. I'm not going to choose who wins here. You choose for yourself, you know, um, which we, we can get to. But in the first game, the first game I won, um, I was playing the guy had a Tyrell crossing. Um, a guy had a Greyjoy, uh, Greyjoy lion. And another guy was doing night's watch fealty with like some builder tech and, uh, the, uh, catapult because the catapult, you can hit any attacking character. They don't have to be attacking you. Okay. Which is really cool. Um, he, he, I think was he he running the wall. He was running the wall. Yeah. And big Amon. It was, it was an interesting deck. He got, I think he got last at all his tables. Um, he was a really cool guy. He's probably one of my um, favorite guys I talked to. But and it, it was a really like, cool deck. Like but it was, but it was, I, I think it was just, it was like trying to do one too many things. Dude, that sounds super stressful to keep the ball standing in melee. It wasn't too bad specifically because of what happened. So the guy who ran the Greyjoy Lion was basically running every big guy in the book and pillage. And he's, he had the corpse like, and nice. so he set up, I forget what he said, but he's, he had a duped Gregor with a seal of the hand on turn one, along with a duped nice. raft, the sweetling, um, <laughs> Victorion was out at some point. There's like silences crew. He basically, yeah, he just have like this like huge board with all this pillage. And so I was able to use that to my advantage by basically saying like, Look at this guy's board, not at mine, because on the first turn I went last. I flipped Riddle. Almost every game I just flipped Riddle first turn because I wanted the initiative to go last. Sure. And I, I had out um, Corkat. Like I had a couple small characters out, and Corkat was my biggest character, and I ended up at six power because I got a superior claim off. I got like three unopposed and a superior claim. And so I was at six power at the end of turn one. And I was, so I was just like leagues ahead of everybody else. And they were like, Oh no. And I was like, guys, I was like, don't worry about me. Like, I didn't mean to do this type thing. Cause I didn't, I was like, Oh, I need to get this power. And then I was like, I'm in the lead right now. They're going to come after me. So the next turn, um, someone else won initiative and they made me first. And I was like, all right, I didn't really have any characters in my hand. And so I couldn't marshal anybody. So, I sat on a bunch of gold and then I passed challenges and everybody was like, when they saw me sit on the gold, they were like, Oh no, he's got all these events, all this thing. And I, my thought was just like, I was like, they think I'm like next leveling them. I just don't have <laughs> cards to put on the board. Otherwise I would. And so I, I knew I was like, they're just going to keep attacking me. And so I was like, uh, and so I passed challenges as first player. I was like, I don't need to initiate challenges because like you guys are just going to kill me if I do. So I just like, you know, uh, I and I used the duped Gregor with sealed a hand to my effect to like, like as a threatening presence on the board. While I didn't really have much of a presence on the board because I didn't have any characters or anything. Third turn, I'm first player again. I finally get out Core Eddie, and then I pass challenges again. So it's like, I mean, I I don't know what to do. You know, you guys are basically beating me type thing. There's nothing really that I could do to help myself or whatever. And then on, I think it was turn three, time gets called during turn three, and I go last. I think I played Forced March to make sure I could go last. And uh, they, I was like looking, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to win, because 
I was still at the sixth power. I never gained power again after um, that first turn because I was never doing challenges because I just felt like everyone was going to kill me. And Mm -hmm. so the Tyrell player went and he basically knelt out his board attacking. He was attacking the, uh, the, the, the pillage guy, the Gregor. He kept attacking him and he, instead of, instead of just like letting him do it on the post, he started defending the challenges and was like losing challenges or whatever or winning them. But he was like stopping the other guy from getting on a post. And the guy like wasn't even close to winning. I think it was a huge mistake in doing it because he was able to get to 12 power with his corpse. Like, and he probably could have triggered it at least another two times, maybe even another time getting power on it. Um, Like he might've been able to win slash get close to winning if he hadn't been defending the challenges. Uh, and then, so Tyrell player finished, Night's Watch player went and got to the same thing. They were both at, like, 8 power. Um, Greyjoy player got to the 12 power, and he had 3, I think. Yeah, he had 3 on Corpse Lake. And I pulled out... I forgot, so I had last her scout sitting out there. And I flea-bottomed in Sansa, and she's knelt because I'm an idiot. Or no, I didn't have I didn't have oh, last her scouts out. I just flea bombed in Sansa, but she enters play melt, and so I was like, "Yeah, oh crap!" And I, but I had I had, so I had a gold for off to gold town, a gold for I am no one, and a gold for flea bottom. I used that, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Now I can't use her. It's okay. I just played off to gold town on Sansa's maid, and I am no one on Sansa's maid. I think it was Sansa's maid at least, and then was able to just do the challenges with her get unopposed on things and I you and I did the big challenge on power to get the superior claim then I see bitched the um I see bitched corpse like to get to the 15 before uh the the phase ended and so I won there and the guy who had 12 ended up with nine he still got second but his points were like greatly reduced by me and so it was like I felt like it was it was my best game not just because I got first but because like my plan actually worked, you know, like I was able to accrue power and do well because like my combo went off. And it's such an interesting concept. I think that in melee, like joust is just playing another person. You don't have to worry about any kind of actual real life, like intrigue or kind of negotiations. Whereas like melee, a lot of it can be won if you can just convince the guy next to you not to attack. Yes. Yes, and, and and that's what I found was I befriended two of the people at the table. That's all you need because mm-hmm. the other guy may try to attack you, but, like, I don't know. It's not going to work that way, you know? And so it's, it was just it, – it, it was a good game, and it, it was fun, and we, and we had fun with it. And at the second table – second table, I got second place. Um, there was a – there was a Lanny Kraken that was, like, doing the opposite. It was using Corpse Lake, but it also had uh, Big Cersei. And I was nice. trying to do that. There was the yeah. Tyrell Stag player. I think just played his Tyrell Stag deck, which works because knights are good. And right. then there was Will was playing a Tyrell Sun that was more knights with ladies, and he won. I got second. Um, and it was it was so I flipped out at the start. I had a, a um, Nymeria, and I think alas, her scouts on setup. And then on the first turn, I took the, I think I was last, and I took the, um, I took the, uh, title that gives you, like, 
against a rival, you get two claim on the mill challenge. And so everybody thought I had like a heavy mill deck. And I was like, oh crap, that's not what my deck does. Oh no, they're going to come after me. And it was funny because towards the end, I told Will, I was like, I didn't even mean to, you know, we were like laughing. I was like, I didn't even mean to like, this isn't a mill deck. I don't know why you guys think that. I didn't mean for it to be, you know, it's just, I just had out (laughs) mill icons. It was total accident. But uh, yeah, I was able to just like, it was the Tyrell Stag player got out pretty quickly in a lead. And so that was one of those things where we were all like figuring out how can we hurt him. And on that, uh, on the last turn, we, I played Force March and knelt out everybody's board of military icons essentially that's so sick nice yeah i had to kneel my own i had to kneel like uh nymeria and sir edmure but it was to it was like basically it was like to stop him from just destroying us i i got i think like four guys knelt out on his board or whatever with all my guys Mm -hmm. um so it was really cool and i i was able to get second going last uh, which was nice because I needed, you know, it's with the way melee works, you get like points based on your power total divided by your place. Oh, okay. And so with that, it's like, oh, I got 10th, 10 power, but I got second place, so I got five points. And like that five points can be really big when someone gets second place with six power, you know, and they only get the three points sure. or whatever. And so, or even third, po- third place with like nine power. Right, exactly. Um, and so uh, I was still doing well. Third table I went to, Jesse and Aaron were both at that table along with another guy. And Jesse had won both his games. I think Aaron had won one and like lost one. And then the other guy at our table, RJ, he had won both of his games. And this was the last round of Swiss. And uh, I had been talking to Jesse the day earlier about his deck and so it was a stark kraken that was essentially a totally rush hmm. it was using so it used um Saltcliffe sailor like mine to like put the gold on characters but he also used the tumblestone he used the that new house totally like army riverland army or whatever nice. it used the river yeah, yeah, minstrel yeah. it used hoster totally to like give his characters renown and it can get like yeah, it can get, like, 12 power in a turn or whatever. He usually wins by, like, turn two or turn three. But, like, usually turn two. And then and Aaron was playing the same exact deck. And so they would, like, Jesse would play Unbridled Generosity and put a couple gold on his characters and then one on Aaron's. And then Aaron would play Unbridled Generosity and put a gold on his and put gold on Jesse's characters or whatever. <laughs> And it came down to, and RJ was not having it. He was not happy about it because he was like, you know, he was like, I feel like people went pretty hard at me on one of the first, on like one of the early rounds. I was like, dude, I was like, I'm getting unopposed power however I can. I'm not, I don't care who, you know, I'm attacking. Like, I'm attacking you because you have a knelt board, you know? And sure. so, you know, and he was like trying to like be like, oh, you know, like I took a pretty hard pounding guys, like maybe go easier on me next turn or whatever. And it came down to, uh, what was it? Aaron wasn't using Sir Edmure to take power from Jesse when Jesse would get power. And RJ was like, oh, do you want to use Begging Brother to like cancel this? Or do you want to use Sir Edmure to do this? And Aaron like, Aaron like looked up from his cards 
and I knew, I mean, they're basically colluding here, you know, it's like they're, I think the idea was whichever one was in the lead is they're, you know, going to help each other get first and second or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and Aaron like looks up and goes, nah, I don't think I'm going to do it this time or whatever. <laughs> and we just started laughing so hard. It's like, of course he's not like they have the same exact deck, you know, they're identical decks. They're, they're working together to some extent, you know, that, that's going to happen. And so I got third, um, with Jesse winning, uh, and so I, I was the last person in the cut that made the cut. I was number eight. And I was at a table nice. with Jesse, Will, and Zach Price, all of three of them who I'd played with before. And I was the only one who had played with all three of them. So I knew everybody's deck. I knew what they were doing. And uh, first turn, first turn I had a similar turn to the game I won, where I um, got like five or six power on the first turn. And so I was in the lead. Jesse got hit pretty hard by everybody. And then on the second turn, he jumped way up in power and it came down to the third turn. I played favors from the crown because I wanted to get out. My stance is made along with uh, like, uh, I wanted to do my, I am no one with off the goal town. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And, uh, Jesse, I forget. Uh, what was our, so I played favors and Zach played ahead of the tie to win initiative. And okay. I could have canceled it with Bran. And I thought for a second, I was like, should I cancel this with Bran or not? And I wasn't sure. And, you know, so we talked at the table. I was like, like, you know, what does this do for me? What does this hurt? Things like that. And I decided to let him win it. And in doing that, I made it so that I get last place. I didn't realize oh. it until then because I didn't think Jesse would be able to close. And if I had known that, I probably would have canceled it. Uh, one initiative and made Jesse first. So Jesse wins and I get second. And then because mm. first and second make the final table. And I was like, well, at right. least then I would have a, a chance of winning or whatever. And so um, I should have done that. However, I was like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, he so Zach won initiative. He made me first. And I was like. Uh, no challenges, you know, because it was like, I'm just going to, like, people are just going to, like, use me if I do a bunch of challenges, and I can't win any. So then it goes to Will, playing as Tyrell's son, and he goes to attack me, and he uses his freaking, um, he uses Darkstar to stealth cat. And I had the Crown Regent title, so I could redirect one challenge. And so then we got into, I was asking, well, if I redirect it, is she still stealth? Or whatever, like, you know, and does she lose an icon? And so we were going back and forth about how it works or whatever, and it turns out, yes, she does, like, because he declares it, stealths my characters, it's all part of one thing, and then I redirect it. And so, um, okay. we, I bartered and made it so that because he'd already stealthed her, I bartered and said, like, don't take her icon. And, you know, what, and I, I basically said, like, I'll, I think I'll, it, it was, I'll give him a free power challenge. And I thought to myself, I'm like, all right, but I'm just not going to give him that free power challenge. You know, like I'll break my word on this one. I hadn't broken my word all, all day. And I was like, well, I'll break nice. my word if I have to. I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. You know, cause I don't have to actually give that to you. And then something happened where it, I was, I, I think it was then that I realized like, oh, Jesse's winning this turn. I'm getting last place. There's nothing I can do about it. And so with Will was saying like, 
um, he was trying to decide who. I was like, well, you stealth Hoster, take his power. Hoster doesn't have icons. All his characters don't have renown. If all his characters don't have renown, he can't win this turn. And um, so he will made a deal that if he stealths something, that I don't cancel his Lady Sansa's Rose with Bran. And that's when I was like, okay. And, and that, that's when I just, like, told everybody, like, you know, I was like, I, you can do whatever you want against me. Like, I'm not going to stop you at this point because I can't, I can't, I can't get first or second. So, right. like, you know, it's, it doesn't help me to get third. You know, that doesn't do anything for me. So he did that. And then he got up to, I think, 11 power. And Zach jesse and i both had a sea bitch out and zach had a corpse lick out and he was like will you not take my will you promise not to like sea bitch my corpse like and i was like i don't know why like i'm not gonna promise anything you know like i was like but then i was like you know what i was like i told will i want cancel his lady Sansa's rose and zach was so mad that i won't cancel the lady Sansa's rose he's like you're giving him free power and i was like dude i was like i can't win like you're only mad because that's hurting you now you know, like it doesn't hurt me because I couldn't have caught him anyways, you know? And so, yeah. um, I told Zach, I was like, you know what? Fine. And I like turned my sea bitch over. I flipped over and said, I'm not going to do anything against it. Then he starts attacking me like my characters. And he, like, he did like stealth. He did intrigue, stealth and cat. And I was like, all right, maybe stop attacking me or I'm going to steal your corpse. Like, you know, or, and, um, then it got to Jesse. Jesse did his stuff. One. But Jesse had to decide with his power challenge. He had to decide who gets second. Because Will was at 11 power. Zach was at 10 power. And I, I had like 5 power or whatever. And if he attacks Will. Will goes down to 10 power. And they have a... Oh no. They, uh, Will and Zach were at the same amount of power. If Will... Uh, Jesse couldn't attack Zach because he had, he supported him or whatever. And so he literally can't attack him. If he attacks Will, he knocks Will out of second place. Uh, if he attacks me, then uh, Will win. Will gets second and he, he could see bitch Zach's corpse like. And so Will would win or whatever. And right. so I told Jesse, I was like, you know what? I told everybody else that they could hit me without me doing anything. I was like, you can have an, you can have an unopposed power against me, you know? And so then it came down to cards and deck and will had one more card than Zach and deck. And so Jesse and will move on to the finals. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really cool. I mean, it's such a, like, it's a, it's a feels bad, um, like tiebreaker, you know? Right. But, um, we ended but we up saw having... that, we saw at war too, though. Yeah, and I mean, I, I lost the game at Worlds by a card in deck. We were tied at the end of the game, and he had one more card in me in his deck. You know, it like oh, it, yeah. it sucks. It really, really sucks because yeah. you feel like it has nothing to do with your game. If somebody was playing Pillage against me, then I would be like, oh, yeah, okay, you earned that. You know, like you were actually trying to beat me, and you did get me closer to a losing condition, you know? But, like, when it's just like I drew more cards in a game than you, like, get out of here with that, you know? Yeah. Um, but the store was closing, and so we had to do the final round at Will's house, uh, which is cool because it really was like kitchen table melee at that point. 
Nice. And so yeah, you saw the pictures online. Yeah, it was Jesse and Will and then Matt Clemens and uh Sean Clemens, not related. Nice. Were at the final table. Sean was playing a Martel Wolf that was like pretty like douchebag like stuff. And uh Matt played a Targ Wolf that was like running like Dar it was running like Burn, like all the Burn, plus like Dario and Ward and stuff like that. And it was it was a really good game. It was really fun to watch because Jesse got attacked like pretty quickly on and he was getting hurt pretty bad and he was able to come back and pull it out for the win, which was just cool to watch, especially because um, Matt Clemens on the final turn could have warded Jesse's Hoster and like kept him from winning or whatever and instead yeah. decided to play out like Core Eddard Dario and like something else because he was like you know he was just like he's like I wanted to play the big guys I wanted to play the big guys it was more fun doing that or whatever and so it was just it, it was funny to see it was really uh, cool game to watch uh, so was the, was the Martel Wolf that you saw in Melee like a t- like what was the Martel Wolf that you saw in Melee like a normal Martel like pretty much yeah like it, absurd control, just attrition, and just like fuck you the whole time. Yeah, less valor stuff. Like okay, like yeah. Was it running? Is, is it running Ramsey and marched and like? I never saw a Ramsey, but it ran marched. It ran Ward. It ran Shadow City Bastard, Flea Bottom, Nymeria, like uh, the Icon Nymeria. Oh, it had Great John along with um the Vanguard. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, so so um, I mean, it makes sense for melee because they stand, but yeah, yeah. So okay, so so actually not exactly because like, I've never seen a Martel Wolf that's running Great John and the Vanguard. Yeah, well, there, there was a Martel Wolf around um, about a year into the game when Lanny Dragon won Gen Con. It beat a Martel Wolf that was running like armies and stuff like that because they could like not take attachments and things like milks were right. useless. In. So it's like it's it's kind of like it, yeah, it was kind of like an old school but also it was pretty controlly like but like a modern martel wolf is like it's 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 very attrition. So specifically the reason the deck was more joust oriented than melee though was because he ran things like hands judgment and nightmares that you just don't see that often in melee because yeah. Uh, in, in melee specifically, you want cards. Mm-hmm. You don't want to spend resources to hurt like one person. Right. Sure. You want cards that affect everybody, um, unless you're using them as bargaining tools, because that now you're expending your resources for other people to take advantage of. So you usually don't run nightmares to like nightmares a right, character, because right. then everybody gets the you know the benefit of that. Right, right. So, all right. So you've had a pretty awesome championship weekend here. Yeah, going to play some sick thrones. <clears throat> and you said you you would be so down to continue to play competitive melee. Yes, definitely. Do you still think that Joust is a superior format, though, and like ultimately like the better decider of talent? Uh, no, I w- I wouldn't say that. I don't I don't think so. Okay, that's interesting. I, 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 I truly think that they are tied. I, I think both have 
The interesting thing is in Joust, there's I feel like there's a lot of like stress slash pressure that goes on it because it's considered the competitive format. But like in melee, sure. so like in melee, you're like, oh man, I'm losing. But it's also, I mean, you're having more fun in melee. Partly because there is a lot of table talk. Like at no point in a joust game do you say like, "Oh, I'll trade, I'll trade power with you." Like I'll give right. you an unopposed power, and you give me an unopposed sure. power, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you never, never do never. that because you only have one opponent. <laughs> and so if you're yeah. doing that, like you're, you can't both help them and hurt them at the same time, you know. Yeah. But in melee, you can help one person and hurt another person, you know. And so you are able to do that. I think melee is a better way to get people involved in the game. Oh, okay. Because specifically, um, like if you're introducing people to the game, it is, uh, it's much better to like come away and be like, oh, I got second, I got the, you know, oh, I got third, but like, I beat somebody in my first game as opposed to like just getting trounced. I lost. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and there, there's more opportunities for that deal making. There are more <laughs> opportunities to be like, oh, I can attack this person over here, and I'll say this: I think it takes more skill to be really good at melee. Okay. Because you have to have all the same card skill, but you have three other opponents. Yeah. You know, you have Can to we... you have to be prepared for all of them. You have the titles, which we don't have in in Joust. You know, so you you have to like be like trying to guess like, okay, what is what is the person next to me? What what title are they playing? Do I want them to support me so that they can't attack me? All right, then I'm gonna try to take this title or whatever. You know. So right. I think there's more. Like, I think there is more skill in that, but in Joust, it is, um, it's more of an honest game in Joust, I think, because of the fact that there isn't deal making and stuff. Like, it really is more just like 1v1, you know, and like who's, who's playing better today and who, who, who has like, uh, you know, the, the better faction in this matchup or whatever, and then who plays better. Right. So I think that Game of Thrones is, is, um, interesting in the sense that in in magic I feel like it's inherently who has the better deck okay that's interesting you you, you know what I mean <clears throat> yeah but that but that when it comes to Game of Thrones and the like the spirit of that game lends itself to melee better. Because I think in like within Game of Thrones, within the mythology, there is this idea of uh, of like a sociology, like like it like is a much more thematic. Yeah, a necessity to to like you mentioned intrigue, not with only within the challenge, but like within people, right? Yeah. Like the ability to 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 communicate and deal and barter. And I think that fits Game of Thrones much better than it does something like Magic, where it's, I mean, the story is there, but it's so convoluted. Sure. Sure, yeah. yeah I, I mean, know. most people who play Magic are not, yeah. don't know the story, you know, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Right. The theme's not what drives you. But, so like, 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 yeah, like so exactly. Play that Melee, like, seems very thematic, or what's the word that they always used? Uh, on what's the word that, uh nedley nedley yes nedley it, it seems very thematic for game of thrones that that this format would exist yeah because it involves uh the ability to 
barter and communicate and sure. deal and then back and then backstab at the exactly. end. Exactly. Um, that like, which is it was super cool, and and I love it from that top down perspective. Uh, but as a Magic player, I will always love Joust. Yeah, I mean, it makes so, it yeah. makes sense. I understand like the the people who technically Joust is the only truly competitive format that Fantasy Flight Games has for the Game of Thrones card game. Yeah, but I and so I can understand that. But and I feel like it's one of those like it, uh, it's like a it's like a troll like the like oh Joust is the only thing that matters. I feel like if you really like objectively, like there's no reason to like shit on melee. You know, it's like no, no. everybody who plays it has fun with it. You know, it's like right. It 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 it's still a good game. You're still playing the same type of game. You know, there there's just more to it or whatever. You know. And so I I never understand when people like I feel like yeah it's just one of those things where they they think it's funny you know it's like oh yeah like melee sucks joust is the only thing that matters haha you know and it's like oh okay, okay but like do you really think that or are you just you yeah yeah exactly uh awesome man dude I I am super jealous that you got to go to because I've been dude com- competitive thrones is awesome and and super exciting it is this or. This was yeah, probably... yeah. Also, also the, the community is very surprised. Yeah. yeah, like from a magic perspective, I, I like dude. Thrones is is so welcoming and yeah. just, I mean, everybody there just seems to be on the same wavelength. Yeah, I, I liked pretty much everybody I met. I really liked. Um, there are a few people who are just like classic, like kind of like nerd like d-bags who like think they know a lot about the game and yeah sure it's fine it was really interesting actually something i noticed is people who are good at the game or whatever people in these big groups like someone like jesse they assume they assume that you know everything about they they assume that you know all the good decks and what's in them and so like someone was uh oh like the guy who was playing the night's watch field team melee one of the guys was like Oh, were you running like that double gra- uh, grand melee? And I was like, uh, what? And he's like, you know, oh, the one where like they have to attack with multiple people. And he's like, no, I'm not running one. And he's like, oh man, it's like they, they think that you or another one. It was some guy was playing the Tyrell Summer, and someone asked him like, oh, are you playing the 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 Euro list? And the guy was like, uh, okay. it's tweaked from something. It's like they think that you have access to all the lists that they do. Or that like right. you they they assume that you know every like uh really like um like synergistic like combo out there, you know? And you're just like, ah oh, man, I like, you know, I never even thought about doing that or whatever. Right. So that that was interesting. But this was probably my favorite tournament I've been to. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it was it was just it was a lot of fun. It was also like good games and um, you know, so it was just, it was a really good time. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to hit at least two more big tournaments this year. Yeah. If I can get to, if I can get to a regional and nationals or a regional and Gen Con, I'd be pretty excited. Yeah, I'm looking right now. I have three, I have three regionals this summer, one in Minneapolis. Um, actually four. So there's one in Minneapolis. There's one in Omaha, Nebraska. That's only like six hours away. There's one in, um, Wausau, Wisconsin, which is, I think like four hours away. And then there's one in 
only Illinois, which is, I think, 10 hours away. So all of those, I'm like, that's driving distance, you know? Sure. I have one in Vegas and one in San Diego. I would love to go to Vegas and not get my ass beat by everyone in San Diego. Uh, The San Diego people are probably going to Vegas, too. So... Uh, it seems like most of them aren't because they're all going to Comic Con. Oh, that's right. It is the same weekend as San Diego Comic Con, isn't it? Um, but like, it's, so all the LA people will be there. So I'll be playing against Ebry and Kimball. Yeah, yeah. And the people which who freaking, don't go to Comic Con. Which freaking Neil's a beast, and I would hate to have to go up against him, but that'd be fun. Yeah. The one thing I like though, like playing people like that are much better than me, is like it's gonna make me a better player. You know, sure. like oh, oh, I I loved just playing against Every was my favorite tar game I've ever yeah. played. Um, just because I was just, I was just like holy shit, like you're doing something very interesting with Targ that I've never seen, and it's like it's 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 one of those things where it's like it's this is almost like beautiful how well you're playing this. Yeah. Um, but then fuck him for burning me. Yeah. Um. I actually wish Mark was here when I was playing Jesse and we were talking about where we're from or whatever. He was like, oh, do you know Mark Buston? And I was like, dude, he's one of, like, my best friends. Like, yeah, of course. Like, I know him. I was like, you know, we all play together and everything. And so it yeah. was it was cool. Like, that, I, I just, yeah, I, I feel like the more I play against people better than me, the more likely I am to improve myself you know it's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna improve when i win games you know i'm gonna improve when that's pretty awesome that jesse knew who bus was yeah because they were on the same targ team from from wars oh okay yeah yeah yeah, and so he was like he's like dude he's like no he's like mark is such a cool guy he's like you know i really helped him with like some of his targ decks and stuff and so i was like oh dude that's sick that's awesome yeah yeah jesse was like dude he's like add me on facebook and he actually added me and he was like He's like, any list you want, I'll send it to you. And I was like, sick, dude. Send me that bear list. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, like he... Dude, yeah. The Thrones community is absurdly cool and just, just so welcoming. To it, it really is. Like, I'd say like 95 to 99% of the people are just like extremely nice. And, Which it's that thing like I got it. Like, and I, I, I never do it. I, I The other like couple of guys here that play and be like, dude, you guys gotta like just take the effort and make the trips out. Cause like Mike and what's the other guy's name? Robert, Robert. Like yeah. they would love all those other guys we play with. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then those two probably like with a little bit of help, probably pretty good. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's one of the things I, for sure they, they, they would, they would improve it a ton with just a little bit of like guidance and help and more and talking with people about the game. And I think that's probably yeah. one of the things of like, you learn a lot yeah. when you talk to people about the game and listen to what people, you know, ideas people have. But I, I think one of, one of the things I like is that it's not just that like everybody in the community is like nice to you or like not like so competitive that they're dicks, but like they like go out of their way to be super nice you know, oh, yeah. like everybody's hospitable. Everybody like gives you a warm welcome. They feel like you feel like they're actually interested in like who you are and like you know anything about you. So it's just it's really cool. It's a really cool experience oh, yeah. every time you can go to like a big tournament like that. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we can. I think we can wrap this up with any of you in playing. Who I'm assuming, if you're listening to the podcast at this point, you you play a little bit of Game of Thrones. You know, try and get to those bigger competitions and. Just meet as many people as you can. I mean, just going to war itself. Uh, my regent was Neil Kimball, 
And I remember one of the days we literally spent a half hour just chatting on Facebook on my lunch break about my deck and just nice. going back and forth. Yeah. And and just just that kind of thing. And this guy's been to worlds. What did he play top eight? Neil. Yeah. Yeah. He might yeah, even he, he might he might even have gotten higher than that at uh, worlds or something. Whatever, like you know, like a freaking top tier Thrones player. Right. Just, I mean, like, and, and everybody wants to. It, it, that's what's cool. Everybody wants to make everybody better. Yeah. Nobody cares. Like, everybody wants to be like the winner, but nobody cares if like, oh, like if I help this person, they're gonna be better than me. Like, no, it's like every everyone wants more people to play the game. Right. Everyone wants to help those people because we want this community to grow. Right. And just, I mean, just from Thrones World alone, like I, I've had so much fun. Like I said, I'm dying to get to a couple more competitions um yeah if you guys yeah, want man, to watch dude, worlds this year i'll uh i'll be here so you can stay with me i would love to but i i, I think Basement i might party <laughs> i think they get to nationals yeah um, I'd, I'd like to go to nationals if i can figure out a way to make that work on labor day weekend it's yeah i mean will is just has such a good tournament that it would be a blast to go again so i i feel like i could do that i mean you know my it's just gonna be a really hard one to sell. Yeah, yeah. Um, but dude, if I go to nationals and you go to nationals, we could easily bunk together, and you can stay in a different room. For sure. Oh yeah, actually, huh? Yeah. No, you should see if you can stay at Will's house and then have everybody know <laughs> what you're like. No one will ever forget you. They won't, which would be great. Um. Oh, also, yeah. if you're listening to this and you're like a little interested in the game or whatever, join the Agot second edition group on Facebook. And from there, like you can just literally put a post in of like, Hey, are there any players near me in whatever city? And somebody will comment and like somebody will tag someone else and be like, Hey, they're in your area. Yeah. You know, there's a group for almost every single like big city, like meta type thing. There's a group for, you know, and if you can only make it out once a month because they're far away or whatever, like, you know, or every other month, like, that's okay. You know, everybody's super nice, super welcoming, and yeah. everybody's, like, looking to help everybody become better. So it, it's really yeah. cool. It's good community and sick prizes. I got so many cool prizes that were, like, fan-made, alt arts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was telling him, like, you know, I, keep, I never do it, but I keep thinking, man, I need to reach out to the guys with me at the tournaments here. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. be like, dude, if you want to come over once a month. Right, right. Not more often Yeah, we can have a night where we just play Thrones, or you can play Thrones, and then, and then me and Z-Man are going to play games. Play. Right. And if you don't, you don't mind a nine-year-old hanging out, you know, you're more than welcome to come. <clears> right. And, and, yeah, I mean, you should definitely do that, because I know that there was uh, one of the little, like, game night kits we played at earlier this year, or last late last year, maybe. Um, we were talking, we were like, oh yeah, hey, like we should all like meet up on like a Saturday and just like play Thrones at one of the stores or whatever. Like people would be like, they are looking to play more Game of Thrones, you know, and they right. just, it's not confident and- enough. And I'm probably going to put on the, the Arizona group the like, oh, hey, I moved away, but like, let me know if you're ever on Iron Throne. Like, I'd love to play non-random opponents, you know? Right. Right. All right, man. Um, this has been awesome, dude. Uh, we miss you so, so much, but <laughs> if we can keep doing this, that would be incredible, and we can kind of talk about two different metas from now on. Yeah, no, that'd be a good time. I, I think next Yo, week oh, oh. I might try out the uh, game night here. 
Sweet. Nice. We love to hear about that. And uh, Rico actually texted me earlier while we were podcasting, and he's uh, he's dying to Jabon so we can talk about some cardboard. Yeah, I would love to talk about some actual games. Uh, which, uh, those of you who don't know, uh, we didn't podcast for a little bit, mostly because we spent the last three weeks actually playing board games. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, Lots of board games. Which is pretty cool. So uh, now that we have Zeman here, we can we want to do a revised top ten list that should be coming soon within the next couple weeks. Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, I'll work on that. Probably your first top ten, I think. Uh, no, I did one last time. Okay, I did one last year. He's so won for like the, like twenty sixteen or whatever. Yeah, uh, uh, you already know one of them. Uh, probably Battlecon and maybe Scythe will be on there too. Um, but besides that, uh, I think it'll be a, a good discussion. All right, um, Alfie, what time is it for you, bro? It's almost 1 o'clock. All right, well, I think we're going to let you go then, man. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, <laughs> dude, thanks for the talk. Um, this has been great. Yeah, Bus, it was, it was a good talk to you guys. My brother, love you. Good night. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Drop the Dice. We'll see you next week.